Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. We made it. TGIF, everyone. Just remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a voice and a sounding board for business leaders, helping out wherever I can, consultative manner. I share stories. I provide perspective. I create connection. Every single Friday, one of my favorite things to do is offer what's left of my mind and my voice to a live weekly radio show where I interview small, medium-sized business leaders as well as their trusted advisors. We've been having a blast here over the past year, getting a whole bunch of stories out there about the business landscape. Just quick shout out to my Yankees. Great, great game last night. Was having fun watching Aaron Judge and, and Glaber Torres and... All these folks, Anthony Rizzo hit all these home runs everywhere. It was awesome. Uh, regular season winding down, the fall season coming into full effect here, which actually is beautiful in the Northeast. Between all the local stores and the orchards here, this is the place to be in the fall. People might think it's the time of year where trees and things are dying, but it's extreme signs of life here in the Northeast. So pleasure to be around these days. In my travels, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we all get so anxious to start the weekend, myself included. These crucial pearls of wisdom we, wisdom we come across, they get overlooked. They get forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of business leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. So there is some deeper meaning here. It's not just a play on words, though. I do love the occasional play on words. I have shades on. The weekend's almost here. Let's do this thing. Today's show is all about design-based architecture. Architectural design is a discipline that focuses on covering and meeting the needs and demands that people have, and it is not easy. The goal is to combine the technological and the aesthetic, despite the general belief that architecture is only a technological task and something that People need to pay for if they want to build something. People want to create work in living spaces using some very specific tools. That said, the most impactful tool that an architect has is creativity. Our special guest and his lovely partner pride themselves on a creative approach to design issues by offering a multitude of solutions that are custom tailored to the, to the desired needs. The firm specializes in commercial, residential, and public spaces throughout New York and New Jersey. So we're going to have some fun here today. Have you guys ever heard the ch talk is cheap? While we're on talkradio.nyc, we don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight we receive on the business landscape, take it and use it to create more impact on Monday morning. Don't forget about it over the weekend. It's far too often these days where SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve all of their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, the new tech. One consistent thing that I see out there is products change every single day in every facet of everything we do, whether you're talking personal or business, it really doesn't matter. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first. That's what it's all about. People first, people last. Keep a focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goal. There is a method behind the madness. As long as you do this, I strongly believe the right products will present themselves when they're needed by the SMB. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, great show for you here today. Our special guest, none other than Jason Peist, owner of Jason Peist Architect, also known as your mom and pop design shop. So Jason Peist 
Again, husband and wife, Jason and his wife, Donna, work out of their home office in Matawan, New Jersey, design-based firm focusing on both residential and commercial architecture. Jason grew up in a small town called Ogdensburg, New Jersey, where he worked at a mineral museum at a site of a former mine, studied at NJIT before working at a few jobs, including a big New York City job. After passing all of the exams and designations necessary to work for others, he decided to become an entrepreneur and hustled to start his business since the age of eight. He knew that he wanted to be an architect, and he's living the dream with his wife together at their firm. I love stories like this. I'm very excited. Jason is the best person I could think. (laughs) What'd you say? Romantic, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel the romance oozing out of this already. So Jason's absolutely the best person I could think of to chat about this today. As always, we're going to chat about my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? Who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Taking a break from his site visits and coming to us from his home office in the mom and pop design shop in Matawan. Jason, welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you here, bro. Hello. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I did wear a black shirt for you, by the way. Uh, I thought it was a nice Simon Cowell kind of look. Uh, I was a little <laughs> nervous though when when you asked me to get on here. I, I thought it was gonna be an OnlyFans broadcast, <laughs> so I wanted to make make sure that uh, when I came, I was gonna look nice with the shade and all that. I was like, oh, that's gonna be nice. And then I, I realized that you were saying that it's a small to uh, medium size broadcast, and I'm like, that's definitely not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're kind of a big deal, but yeah. Jason. Oh, <laughs> This is this is the part of the show where I like to talk a little bit, I like the guests to talk about how they got to where they are today. You know, you weren't always working for yourself. You did decide to take the entrepreneurial route instead of working for others. Give us a little bit of background how you got to got to where you are these days. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in a very small town uh, with not a lot of architecture, to be honest. Um, I was a, a very different kind of child. Um, I had something called uh, auditory processing disorder. Uh, which basically meant that I hear different than uh, other people. So I process sound a lot differently. Um, so I grew up with a very severe speech impediment. Um, so I was very internalized. Um, anytime I tried to talk to people, nobody kind of understood what I was saying. Um, I, I was basically inaudible until about second grade. Um, so it was very, very kind of uh, tough as, as a kid. So I had to kind of use things like diagrams and different things like that. Um, to kind of explain stuff. So like, I remember like I was saying uh, a pen, I need, uh, I said, I need something open. And the teacher kept saying a pen. And I said, no, o- open. And like to her, I kept saying a pen. So she handed me a pen and I kind of remember like drawing a little door to try to say to open something. <laughs> right, right. Because um, like, it, it, it's hard. But um, I mean, the big thing is like said, in a small town, um, you got to kind of work with what you got. <laughs> so like I was able to kind of overcome a lot of my early struggles with uh, speech. I still have a little bit of a slur, which is always uh, fun, um, especially when I try to tell people my email address and they're like, what letter are you saying? And I'm like, I have to make up a whole other type of genre of letters to try to explain stuff. Um, but I mean, a, a, big, a big thing for me, I, I remember growing up, uh, I was watching like Clarissa Explains It All. And on that show, they had um, uh, an architect, um, her dad, uh, he used to make like these little models of like little dog houses and things like that. So they give you building a pet store. He made it look like a dog. Uh, I kind of like learned a lot about that, and I, I like I had, had the big crush on Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, still do, um, but like as a, as a kid, you get kind of that influence of seeing things like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that was a good, great show, by the way. Uh, I don't know if uh, any anyone like grew up with that, but uh, it was fun. Um, I, I also used to do like a lot of 3D puzzles. Like I actually have one right behind here. Nice. Yeah. So like when when you're in a small town. 
Um, you, you don't see a lot of things. Um, we had the mine, so the, I did kind of have that. Um, but like, you don't travel as much. Uh, I didn't really go to like New York City or things like that. So we used to get these uh, little puzzle things. And like, I'd get to see these buildings that I could never afford to go to, um, kind of putting all the, all the pieces together and kind of seeing um, how they were built. Like you can kind of see some like details and stuff. So like, they're fun. Cause it, you actually feel like you're, you're building something. Um, I, the big, the actual big Ben one was about like three feet tall. Um, and like I said, I was a very internal kid. So like puzzles were like my jam. Um, Cause like I said, it's all internal, like click, 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 click type stuff. And like, you put it all together. And then like, you have this like really beautiful thing to kind of show off to people. Um, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I loved the Big Ben uh, thing. You actually had the working clock on the on the uh, puzzle, which was fun. Um, and then I, I went to uh, NJIT, studied there. I met my uh, wife Donna. Uh, we were both in the honors program. Uh, we actually met at the sand volleyball court uh, during freshman retreat. <laughs> uh, kind of cool. hanging off to the side, like okay, so this will be fun. <laughs> Uh, so like we, we went to college together, uh, started dating throughout college. Uh, we, uh, started, we both were working at different firms. I, I worked at one firm for 13 years, uh, before I jumped to the city. Uh, that was a big mistake. <laughs> it's such a, uh, I, I'm such a small town person and such a like fun, simple person. So like transferring from like a, like smaller environment to a bigger environment, it's a lot more corporate. Um, so that's why I kind of like that, like small to medium size, uh, mm-hmm. that more personal kind of touch to it. Um, I was taking my exams. You had to intern for a while. Um, I passed all my exams and I was like, I hate working for other people. Um, so I started moonlighting and kind of getting my business started. Um, my wife and I have uh, two kids You can have some in the background. So as, as being your own owner gives you so much flexibility, especially like during COVID. Um, so like once we got licensed, uh, see, we had our second kid and we made the choice um, that Susan joined our firm. Um, and we've been kind of going at it, uh, trying to get our business kind of booming. It's, it's a lot of fun. She has a lot more commercial work than I do. Um, mm-hmm. so definitely the, a great resource. Uh, we have a great dynamic, honestly. Um, we, we like to kind of work off each other. And like I said, she's more uh, technical and very goal-oriented. And I'm a little bit more like uh, into like the, the craziness of things and like trying to put things together. Um, so like together we make a great team. So it's going great. And regardless, it seems like you both like to have fun, which is yeah. a, you know a big piece for me. If I'm not having fun, I'm not making money. I always think of it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's no reason to hate what we do. I mean, like who doesn't want to make fun things? Like it, architects, like one of those like things, like an astronaut or like something that's like really really cool sounding. Uh, it, it's not fully all that fun at times, but uh, I mean, it, it's one of those things that like, it's a cool job. Like it, it's badass type thing to do. Um, but like I said, it, it's, it takes, it takes a certain personality. Uh, I'll be honest. Like there's so, so much to it. Um, there's the technical aspect. Like I could have things fall down on people. I could make a bad design that someone has to live with. So don't piss me off. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have the power, I, I, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So if if we if we take just a couple of minutes and sit by sit by my fire pit for a second and, and just let me tell a quick story. 
<laughs> Absolutely, could bring some more. So the you know the thought of of more fun projects like this around these times, people with with the COVID pandemic looking at redoing their houses and making better living spaces because they're spending a lot more time around home. You know, there's any number of headaches and things that could come with building an in law suite or redoing a kitchen or building a second layer on a second story onto a house. Yeah. You know, I, I know in, in chatting with you, you have worked on things like zoo exhibits before, and that's one of the things you look at as like a lot of fun is I'd, I'd rather sit and design some type of zoo exhibit you yeah. know tam, tamarind guy the guy from the lion king yeah. you know you you design you designed you designed this actual exhibit for yeah, them uh, so I, I worked for a firm so technically they get all the credit um but yeah that was sure. a, a big part of my design I, I came up with like a bunch of ideas the thing about like a public building is like architecture is something you always have to interact with um the public aspect of architecture is really cool because you're designing for so many different things. Um, so like in this exhibit, um, you kind of see the slanted glass. Part of the idea here is that whenever you go to the zoo, there's always like a filter. Um, so like the small kids don't always get that view. Um, so by kind of sloping the glass, little kids can get into the front um, and see the monkeys and kind of creates a natural uh, shape to it. So like you kind of filter by height, um, mm -hmm. which kind of helped the, uh, in theory, helped um, people kind of view the exhibit um, we did a um, something called a cow wall system, which is like a, a skylight um, uh, uh, on top of that to kind of give that like tropical forest look. Um, the big thing with that was like we had to design around the monkey um, and we had to design around the people uh, feeding the monkey. And then we had to design for the people on the outside. Um, so it's actually very complicated how you kind of work all that together. Um, monkeys like to jump and do things. Yeah. <laughs> you got to try to space it out equally apart. But you know, one, one thing, you know, and then we're going to take a quick break. But uh, one thing that I wanted to let everybody know is that on Jason Pice website, jasonpice.com, P-E-I-S-T.com, you can actually download a children's coloring book. And I, I had seen this, you know, from you a, a little while back. And I thought of this quote, you know, about Picasso. Picasso said it took him five years to paint, to learn how to paint like Raphael, but it took him a lifetime to learn how to paint like a child. And I think that goes to the idea of taking something that's deep and complex and multi-layered and making something fun out of it. And I, I really think that with doing something like a coloring book to get behind the scenes of architecture and what it means, you, you and Donna do such a great job of, of really distilling something that can be very complex into into terms that kids can even find fun so and and adults did too i found it to be fun as well so we're going to take a quick break but we will be back with jason peist owner of jason peist architect your mom and pop design shop stay with us are you a business owner do you want to be a business owner do you work with business owners hi i'm stephen fry your small and medium-sized business or smb guy and i'm the host of the new show always friday while I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me. It's Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. It's not just me, though. We're chatting with my good friend, Jason Peist of Jason Peist Architects, your mom and pop design shop. So, Jason, this is the method part of the show where we discuss the science behind what you do. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? And I know we were just talking a little bit about trying to make things fun and exciting for the folks that you speak to instead of just an expense that people look at when they have to redesign something or they want to build something from scratch. I feel like very often that's how things get bucketed for you. And you would go into it in your coloring book that I mentioned before the break saying, what is an architect? So lay it on us. Give us some method behind the madness. I mean, honestly, uh, an architect is basically like your cheerleader. Um, what we're doing is we're looking out for our client. Um, a big thing that people don't realize when they try to hire us um, is that like what we're trying to do is we're looking at your house. Um, we're giving you our professional feedback. Um, we're looking out for you. People come in with uh, like a lot of different ideas, um, and we're trying to like make sure that we can kind of make something actually happen. Uh, nobody wants to go through that whole process, and then you're kind of stuck with plans that you're never going to build. Um, so we got to make sure that we're like looking out for you the whole time um, and rooting for you. I mean, it's so easy to get taken advantage of um, in general. So like as an architect, um, someone can come in and say that they have their own architect. Um, a contractor will come in. They say things like that. Um, but then what they really want you to do is to uh, sign off on your own plan. Um, so what they do is they hire like draftsmen and they like say that you can sign off on your plan, submit your own town uh, to the town. Um, in New Jersey, you're required to have a professional sign off um, on it. It's one of the few states that requires an architect for residential. Um, what happens typically though is you can submit as a homeowner. Um, so if somebody wants to try to uh, submit, they can. Um, usually you get rejected and you go through a whole process with that. Um, but like I said, they're, they're basically looking out for themselves as a contractor. They're trying to get your money. Um, they're going to do things that are going to make sure that you end up spending more money down the line. Uh, we're looking at the budget kind of as a whole. Um, when people think about like an architect, uh, they don't understand like what we actually do. Um, it, it's so much more than like drafting. Um, we don't really draft like we used to. Um, it's all on the computer at this point. Um, but like people think that we just kind of like draw things, but like we got to think about how space works. Um, I'm an extremely visual person. Um, so anytime I kind of look at stuff, uh, I view it kind of in like a 3D mode. Like if you imagine going down Google streets, um, that's how my mind kind of works on a job site. Um, I can kind of rewind and move through a house in my mind. Um, so especially like when I'm kind of designing, um, I kind of flip through in my mind how the house kind of works. We figure out space. Um, we kind of put stuff together. 
Um, and like the big thing is it's about making sure that there's flow. Um, the biggest thing that you kind of miss in a contractor house is that flow. Um, we had a meeting uh, yesterday um, with, a, with a client. Um, so I did a first sketch for them. Um, it was very organic. Um, there's a lot of nice things about it. It kind of gave them all they're going to ask. Um, and then they kind of gave me a plan they found online. Um, and well, and it's looking at like the, the plan that they got. And like, it sounds like great on paper. And then like, I kind of walked through it with them. So I, I drew it and I kind of like designed it a little bit better. Uh, we went through the whole process and then they're kind of like, well, we liked the energy of the original more. Um, they like the organicness of it. Um, we're kind of like designing and kind of tailoring this thing to kind of like work for you. Um, so like I said, as, as an architect, that's what we're really trying to do is we're trying to create something custom. Um, we're trying to create something that will work for you and your family. Um, and we have to figure out how to do it in a budget and with existing conditions a lot of time. Um, so all those things kind of all blend together. Yeah, no, de- definitely understand that. I want to go back to one thing that, that you said about the, the budgeting side of things, because I always think of when I, if I'm trying to do something with my, with my home or, you know, thinking about commercial business, I always feel like as much as I can get into the project is, is probably a good thing. So I can, you know, combine all the resources together. But, you know, we were talking a little bit before we got moving here today and, and you threw out a point that I thought was very valid about sometimes that's not always the best idea. Give us a little bit about that method, methodology. So uh, for anyone that's not currently building or aware of the industry, everything's very expensive. Things are taking a very long time. Um, I had a ca- cabinet order come in and they said the cabinets are going to take 48 weeks, not four to eight. 48 weeks to get the cabinets that they wanted. Um, so it's a crazy industry in general. Um, the big thing that I tell people is you want to keep it simple. Um, you think of it like an evolution of your house. Um, things get added on over time and they don't all make sense. Um, so I'm sure people have gone into a house and they're like, why is this, this long skinny room? I don't know what to put here. Um, it's by bad design. Um, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to fix things. Um, so like the house that you kind of see in the background, um, we they wanted to kind of do the full house. And I, I don't blame them for that. Um, but it's about trying to get the budget to kind of work um, so that we really focus on the first floor. On this one, we had ideas for the second floor. Um, we kind of got the dream layout for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked with an interior designer on this one as well, Kristen Mendek. Um, she's, she's a great, uh, designer, but like I said, we kind of worked all together as a team. Um, we came up with a bunch of different ideas. Uh, this was like one of those long skinny houses that you typically see in like the Marlboro area. Um, we opened it all up. Uh, daylight is extremely important to us. Um, so we kind of get a lot of things like that. Um, when people want to do the project, they want that whole package. Um, and the reason why they want that is they don't want to live with the extra stress. Um, but like with COVID and all the other stuff, there's so much stress in the environment already. Mm-hmm. Anytime you add it, you're just adding more to the bucket. Um, like the big thing I say is like, if you're not doing a kitchen, if the kitchen's not important, don't touch your kitchen. If you're not moving appliances, if you're not doing that, don't take that out. Taking out your kitchen is the hardest project um, in a house. You you don't have food. You're just angry. There's nowhere to kind of sit. Um, it, it's just the kitchen is the hardest. 
of them. So like, if you're not doing it, just don't add it to my project. I, I kind of want you to relay that message to my wife because we have a <laughs> serious number of priorities to do in our house, and yeah. she keeps wandering around the kitchen, going, "Oh, I want to move this wall and move this over here." I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we got we got other things we got to work on first. The, 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 I, there's a big timeline thing. And I I try to stress this with people. There's certain times to do certain things. A kitchen project is a summer project. The reason why it's a summer project, you can cook outside. People want like, they're, they're like, I want, I, I, I get calls all the time. I want people to, uh, I want to have my kitchen for the holidays. Okay. It's October 1st. You want to be all, all your kitchen done, everything ready before Thanksgiving. Like not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> like you, you got to wait till after the holidays. The holidays are the most stressful time for things. Um, basements or you can do basements any time of year. So they're a great projects for a lot of people, but they're be- better off in the winter because um, less people are building. So they want to be inside. So I've always been a big real estate enthusiast and I, I see pictures like the ones that you sent me of some of these yeah. before and after discussions. Like you find something that's dilapidated, fixer upper, and you know, partner with somebody like you to really design a, a, an awesome outcome. You know, talk to us about something like what, what I have in my background here. And by the way, you guys can watch out there, you know, for those who just listen, talking alternative broadcasting on Facebook Live. You can see some of these pictures we're goofing around with, but you know, Jason has a serious amount of, of, of pictures of things that he's worked on. So talk to us a little bit about this gut renovation and, and complete redo here. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I, I always see is like the potential. Um, yep. People will, people will send me listings all the time and I can kind of tell them if there's potential in there um, or if there's not potential, a project like the one that you kind of see in the back, um, all the potential is in the land. Um, beautiful, big space. Um, this is off pension road. Um, it's like a huge compound. Um, has like views, all that kind of stuff. So what we kind of did with that is we had a section of the house. So if you go back to the other one um, that was built with like two by fours on the roof. Um, so to the right, um, it was literally just two by fours uh, space at 16 on center, not a great roof uh, for many reasons. Um, so we had to get rid of it. Um, since we were getting rid of it, we talked about doing an elevated master um, loft um, with the views of the, the water around. Um, so we, we try to max, like take the bad and make it good. Um, since we had to rip off the roof, that's where the addition was going to go. Because mm-hmm. uh, it made sense to kind of do things like that. Um, people send me kind of inspiration all the time. And I, the thing that we always want to look at is like, well, you send me this image, but that's not your house. So you go to like the next one. Um, it's about like using that existing geometry, opening it up and kind of adding some character to it. Um, it's a lot easier for us to kind of work with the structure um when you're trying to go too crazy with it you're, you're like fighting too many things um so you, you got to kind of work with what you got yep uh, and that's where we come in and that's where that's why you need an architect a lot of times a contractor doesn't have a vision mm-hmm. um they can't see things like that so they'll do stupid things like they'll move your kitchen to the front of the house <laughs> and you're like oh i gotta walk through all this space to go to my backyard um so it's all about that connection and trying to make it work Speaking of working with what you got, you know, we've been talking a little bit about some of the residential side of things, which is more people as individuals. You guys also do a decent amount of commercial work as well, which makes you a perfect blend for me. You guys are your own small, medium sized business and you also do work with small, medium sized businesses. So I know you've got, you guys have redesigned dance studios. You've redesigned, uh, like things like hairdressing, hair salons and things like that. And in some of those spots, you're very limited to what you can do. Talk to us a little bit about that real quick. I mean, uh, the, the biggest thing is we have to educate our client. Um, so commercial people think that they can just move in. 
Um, there's things called change of uses, and they don't realize that. Like we're dealing with one for a coffee shop that was a um, a bookstore, um, and like the change causes certain types of things. Um, so like they have to update things. So like people go in, they're like, oh, I can open my business right away. You're dealing with politics. You're dealing with the town. You're dealing with way more than that. That's like beyond my control. So we got to educate our client, especially on the commercial. Um, especially if they have sprinklers and things like that, they don't realize the expense of tossing all these walls up or why it's bad to do certain things. Um, so it's about working that idea out. Absolutely. You guys got a little bit of the method behind the madness with Jason Peist. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the madness that comes along with the world of design-based architecture with my man, Jason Peist, Jason Peist Architects, a mom and pop design shop. Stay with us, everybody. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast, a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space? I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my good friend, Jason Peist of Jason Peist Architects, your mom and pop design shop, sitting here in my uh, wish wish I had it living room that Jason redesigned. But uh, Jason, this... What what'd you say? If you pay me enough, you can. <laughs> this this one looks a little steep. I don't know. I got again. I got other priorities. I got to work on in my house. But uh, on, on that happy note, we're going to dive into some of the madness that we see out there, and I'm sure you have no shortage of this. Uh, you know the mat 
the madness part of the show is the artistic observational piece, stories that you have from the field, no subject too taboo. Obviously, we don't want to compromise client confidentiality where it's not appropriate. I'm going to give two things of madness that I see right off the bat. First things first is it looks like the design of your own physique is something that's way on the priority radar now. You look fantastic. I know you, you've been you've been eating real healthy. You've been working out. You dropped a bunch of weight. I uh, You look fantastic. For those of you not watching out there, you guys are missing out. Yeah, down 53 pounds uh, since June 1st. So. Awesome. And uh, we just heard the music for Planet Pakalolo, which kind of put me in the, the island mood for a second. Yeah. And I, I, I mentioned this last week when I was talking about you being on the show this week. You're the only architect I've ever spoken to who's actually been retained to redesign an entire island that yeah. was devastated yeah. by a tropical storm. Tell us about that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like uh, we, we started growing our business um and like we're we're a small stop like it's nothing like too crazy and i'm sitting on the couch i was eating like doritos or something with my kid and i'm like i get a call and i'm like it was after hours and i was like i'm not gonna answer it um but i picked up and they're like hi are you an architect and i'm like yes i'm an architect and they're like we have an island uh, in the bahamas that uh got devastated by the the hurricane um we need you to kind of fly out um take a look at it and see what we can kind of do and like I'm thinking to myself, like, oh yeah, like okay, you want some, you want me to wire you some money, or like, like what is this? Like, I kind of entertained it, and like I was not, I wasn't like totally dismissive, but I was like, yeah, sure, we can help. Like, and I kind of went through our, our spiel, right? Um, and then I, I kind of kept doing my research, and like all the things kept kind of clicking. But, oh, this actually might be a real kind of project, <laughs> um, and I was like, oh boy, like oh. The funny thing is, like, I get very nervous, so I, I'm not a very professional person all the time, and like, I was like sloppy looking, and I, I was I was like I need I need to bring someone with me who's more more polished, and I, I text my interior designer Kristen, uh, mm-hmm. and she's very like put together, like always looks like great, and like knows exactly what she's doing. And I'm like, I need your help. <laughs> I'm about to meet these people at their house, and I'm like super nervous, and I, I like went to the barber. I was like, oh, you wax my nose, do all this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> try, try to try to make this not look like this. <laughs> um, and I, I was like all dressed up. I was like super nervous, super sweaty uh, when I went there. And like this guy's like, I got there and he was like the coolest guy, like down to earth. Um, just a great, great kind of project. I mean, we went through the whole island. We, we flew out there um, before COVID. Um, we saw the devastation that kind of happened. And we, we kind of talked about like a lot of big ideas for the island, how to kind of fix it. I'm trying to make it kind of put back together. I mean, it, it, the thing about it is it, it, it's their dream spot. And it's about, it was something that was devastated. It was a lot of personal stories. Um, we were on the island. We went to the, the mainland. Um, we had our best food that we've ever had um, on the island. Like everyone's so nice. Like they're all going through a tough kind of situation. Um, and like I said, this was pre-COVID. Um, and like it just, it, it, it makes you feel like hard for like all the things that we kind of have sometimes because like things actually get devastated. Same thing that happened uh, with uh, her, the hurricane here, Hurricane Sandy, um, such devastation, such hard things. And that's what we kind of have to do as architects. We do a lot of Sandy projects still trying to fix what happened uh, many years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's really about trying to put pieces back together sometimes. And we're trying to make this a dream island or dream home for this person that has such uh, emotional attachment to it so 
It's, it's just such a cool story. I mean, like, yeah. who has their own private island? So it's something that I always always talk about. Like, yeah. if if the resources were unlimited, but the fact that you were approached kind of out of nowhere to come redesign the entire island, I just I, I love that story. I think it's amazing. I mean, the, the great thing is, like I said, it's about the team. And like I said, I, as an architect, when we realize that we don't have enough strength to do something, we call in people like engineers, civil engineers. Um, my interior designer is a great part of our team because um, she kind of puts the, the final like details together. Um, so like we're big picture kind of items and like they're they're going into like the small little tiny parts of it. Um, so like I said, you, you got to know your client and you got to know what they're looking for. Um, yep. so like it's about building a team that kind of works. Same thing with the contractor. I tell people the same thing. The contractor is the hardest part. There's three things that you look for, quality, time, and budget. You can't get all three. Um, so you got to pick what you want. Um, so like I said, it's all about kind of blending that together. Yep, absolutely. You, de- you have to find the perfect mix of those three items for sure. Uh, so the island story is one that always stands out to me. You sent me this picture of something called Sterling Hill that we didn't even have a chance to talk about. Oh, yeah. So, but <laughs> what is this thing? It looks it looks crazy. What is it? Uh, so I used to work at the, the, the zinc mine up there. It, I closed in 1986. It's now a museum. Um, so I, I was a volunteer. I worked there for a few years. Um, so the rocks actually glow in the dark under UV light, um, naturally. Um, they're not painted. It's one of the only two sites. The other site's in Franklin, New Jersey, which is right over uh, the town over. Um, so you could literally put a black light onto the, or a certain type of black light onto this rock, and it glows. Um, so this was a, they wanted to light up the side of the mountain to prove that it's not just inside the mountain, but outside. Um, so this was uh, called the Pillar of Light. Um, there was a horse-shaped thing that's the green kind of thing that you see in the background. Um, so the idea here was that we were building a shed around it, um, kind of like uh, a viewing box. Um, so it's based on a zincite crystal. Um, so the shapes are all kind of based on um, some of the geometry that you find naturally in the rock. Um, so it was about kind of coming up with the structure. It wasn't built, obviously, but uh, it's fun. And like I said, you can kind of see that in the background of the, the left picture. You see that like agricultural like design uh, that they have. Um, so we mimic a lot of the materials and a lot of, like, kind of that shape. Um, so it's kind of in context to the mining as well. Um, so it's about blending a whole bunch of ideas together into kind of this big volume space. Uh, it was fun. I, I did that before I was licensed. Yeah. And, this, and this is still there today as a museum? It, yeah, the museum's still there, yeah. Um, you can go up there. I actually met Ben Stiller when I was up there. Uh, he's nice. He's a lander in, in the mine, the mining <laughs> scene. So, oh, really? Yeah, he's very short. Uh, I, was, I was in uh, eighth grade. And like he was so tiny, <laughs> I got the black lung pop. <laughs> yep, that's that's exactly yes from that. Yep. So let's let's shift gears for a second. One thing that you and I had talked about regarding madness is things like HGTV being a big problem where people see like the ideal everything and then they want nothing but that. And then they start talking to you and start talking to contractors and you end up in a position where you feel like you're a marriage counselor. And unfortunately, a lot of those probably end in divorce these days with people fighting over what they're doing to their house. Uh, With COVID, I've noticed more divorces during projects. Um, The the biggest thing I I can say is we're dealing with a lot of stuff. We're dealing with money to some degree. We're dealing with uh, relationships. I can always tell like I'm a meet and greet if there's not the right compatibility for us. Um, if you if you don't have an open mind and everything I say you talk over, it, it's hard to kind of work in that relationship. Um, we're not draftsmen, um, we're designers. Um, so like, I don't like, I hate getting plans from people um, that are just kind of like offline because they're not looking for me to do anything. They're looking for me to stamp. 
Um, that's not what, what we do, uh, particularly with our business. Um, the biggest thing that we see is with HGTV, they skip over the whole kind of part about how the architect has to figure out how to put it together. Um, it's so hard to make bad space good. Um, mm-hmm. When you're dealing with a bad volume or a bad space, bad lighting, um, it, it's not as simple as throwing a coat of paint on the wall. Uh, it's about trying to fix things. Like you go to a chiropractor to fix your back, you go to an architect to kind of fix your house. Like we're going to figure out what is wrong with it. <laughs> um, and especially like structure stuff. We, we get a lot of structure calls and people want to, I, I, the biggest request I get is I want to blow up the whole backside of my house, keep the second floor. I want a 48 span, clear span, no, no beams. They're like, you can't do that. Uh, and uh, like, they're like, oh, I, I see it uh, in California. Well, that's a new build and that's steel. And there's probably about 14 to 18 inches of depth in that ceiling that you're not see- seeing. So like, there's a lot to it that they don't, they don't understand. People send me an image of an exterior that they like. And I'm like, that's not your house. You're a box. <laughs> and you want to have all these like crazy volumes and you can't go into your front setback because of zoning. Um, so like I said, we, we got to kind of figure out how to fix things like that. Uh, so there's a lot of miseducation in what, what an architect actually does. You know, I don't like to generalize with audiences like the ones that you, you cater to, but are they generally unrealistic with the stuff that they want to do? Is that more than um, half the time? I, I mean, there's, there's a mix. I mean, we, we do, um, we do some work that is very need based. Um, I don't really like to go too much into it, but, um, people that have like a special need for something like sure. a emergency, or like something bad happened. Uh, we, we, we like those projects because we're helping. Um, yeah. And usually they, they're a little bit more understanding of like that they have to kind of get this work. Um, we do get, we do a lot of flip work. Um, we have a different mentality with flipping. Um, the real problem that we kind of have is just the, the adding on to the list of what they want. Um, where like all of a sudden we're doing the project and they throw in the front porch, they try to throw in a detached garage. Um, they want to finish their basement now. And you're like, that's not in my scope. That's a very common thing that we have to kind of remind them. We're not doing that. You can plan ahead for it. We do master plans. We do all that kind of stuff in Matic. Mm-hmm. But if you can't afford it, you're just going to make yourself go through all the stress and you can't build it. And it's not our fault if we're telling you that it's over budget. Um, we had issues with the people in the past with the, the COVID pricing. Things were about twice as expensive. And they're like, oh, I'm going to do an add a level. It's uh, like 1,200 square feet. And I'm like, well, right now the construction cost is about 250 a square foot. So like mathematically, let's do the math real quick. I'm an architect, but math is not a huge part of my process. That's $300,000. And people are like, oh, I bought my house for less than 300000 And I'm like, well, that's the construction cost. Um, and you're like, you're trying to explain to them that things are working different. And they're uh, on that mindset that uh, you could just do this at a level, 1,200 square feet, and you're going to have this big house, and they're going to spend $80,000. And you're like, that's not enough budget. Um, so it's, it's about educating. Um, same thing with, like I said, we're your cheerleader. We don't like to do projects that die. Uh, we want to do projects that get built. Um, so that's what we're kind of f- focused on is making sure it can get built. So. 
We're getting close to break time here, but I wanted to draw some attention to something else real quick. And there's a page in your coloring book that talks about can you draw a skyscraper and you and you have uh, an outline of Dubai and United Arab Emirates, you know, and that's a place that I've heard you talk about as a place with very interesting architecture. It's where a lot of money is these days. Yeah, you know, we're on talkradio.myc. You also have a page. We live near New York City. Here's color in the Statue of Liberty, color in the Chrysler Building. Yeah, do you long to do these types of projects in in big cities and urban, or do you just like to admire it from afar? I, I like to I like to look at it, but the bigger thing is the personal touch. Um, so, like those buildings are like monuments. Uh, so, I'm more into like the personal items. Uh, like I said, I like I like my architecture being touched and kind of interacted with. Uh, so, like the smaller, more intimate level is the best place. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Jason Peist of Jason Peist Architects, your mom and pop design shop. Stay with us, everybody. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday, everyone, with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Jason Peist of Jason Peist Architects, your mom-and-pop design shop. Don't forget, if you guys like small, medium-sized business and entrepreneurial-related discussion, stay with talkradio.myc for the 12 o'clock show, top of the hour, the entrepreneurial web with Jeremiah Fox. Jeremiah's awesome, bound to get some pearls of wisdom from him and his special guests. But back to my special guest, Mr. Peist. We're going to bring everybody home with the message part of the show. So tagline of the show, Jason, from Weekend Inside to Monday Impact, what pearls of wisdom can we drop on everybody that they won't forget over the weekend, that they will remember when they go to the office first thing on Monday morning? Lay it on us. What should everyone keep in mind over the weekend? Uh, I mean, the, the big thing is like with an architect, um, we're basically like tailors. We're, we're trying to make something work for you guys. Um, we're into that custom kind of design, looking out for you guys. Like I, said, I always like to say that we're cheerleader. Um, an architect is a support system for you. You're going to text us. You're going to call us email us, 
there's a lot that people don't understand. So like when they start the process, you start with an architect typically. Um, so they're going into this with not a lot of knowledge. Um, obviously nobody expects anybody to really understand the process. It's extremely complicated. Um, we know a lot about it. Um, and we can kind of tell you from the get-go if something makes sense or something doesn't make sense. Um, versus a contractor, if they kind of came in, um, they're going to kind of tell you, go go ahead with that project. Oh, you want to do that? Go, go for it. And then change your orders and other things. Um, you, you need that balance between the actual practicality of it um, and then the design of it. Contractors are great for a lot of things. They get stuff done. Um, they can put things together very well. Um, but we just want to have that like nice little balance and like make sure that you are looked out for the whole time. Uh, so once again, like an architect is your friend. Uh, we're, we're looking out for design and we enjoy it. Um, this is what we do every day. Uh, so let us kind of educate you and make sure that we can kind of come up with an idea that works for you. Yeah, speaking of tailoring and custom tailor, Jason, I mean, this, you know, I, I can't believe what you look like. It's unbelievable. How, like weight loss, you look unbelievable. It's yeah. You're probably going to need to contact your own tailor to make sure that you have some clothes that you can wear moving forward because uh, looks like a little bit of a different fit these days. Yeah, but, no, it, it's it's crazy. I just went through my closet. I'm in between sizes. So I'm now large and like my pants are a different size. And I'm like getting rid of things. And I'm like, I don't really know what size I'm going to be. So like now it's extremely complicated. So what I ended up doing is I just put everything on my bed and I put I picked like some of the items. I'm like, I'm going to have 12 polos. I'm going to have X amount of this. And I just kind of picked what I like and I put it back. Um, but I mean, the, the big thing I had to realize, like as an entrepreneur, is that you're always working uh, mm-hmm. and you're, you're never stopping. My brain never stops. Uh, I'm, I have insomnia, which is fun. Uh, but it's always clicking and like thinking about your project or thinking about like random things. Uh, same thing like with any sort of creative personality you just have to cut there's no off button um and the thing that i realized is that i was gaining weight and uh covid weight is very real (laughs) oh yeah Uh, yeah it's something that like you you just all that stress all that stuff gym door clothes um there's no venue to get your stress out um and like my my body like just kept putting it on i'm at a desk at points in the day uh, on the road, going to Wawa, eating like whatever Wawa food is on the road. Um, yeah, I had to think about myself as a client, my health specifically as a client, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that the energy I'm putting in um, can kind of help me. So I, I made sure that I, I took the right steps. I went to the gym. Um, I started losing weight. I sought help, like I said, with the team. Um, like as an architect, you want to have a great team. Um, when When you can't do something yourself, Mm-hmm. You got to look for the help on things. If you're just struggling for any sort of thing, um, you got to make sure you kind of like find the right kind of places. Um, so like I, said, I started going uh, to a nutritionist, yep. um, making better choices. <laughs> uh, no more Doritos, uh, eating all my kids' food. Uh, I stopped eating their chicken nuggets. Uh, I hate <laughs> mac and cheese and I eat the mac and cheese. Are you sick? So like I said, it just, you put bad things in your body. Um, so you need people to tell you things uh, that help. Um, so like the non-objective thing, like obviously I was fat, I knew I was fat. Going to the doctor wasn't the right person for me because um, they all said, they always say you're fat and it's like a fat doctor looking at you and you're like, well, I, I know that. So how do I get better? Um, going go to the nutritionist, like they said, they're they're looking at you non-objective. Um, same thing like an architect, you're looking at your house non-objective. You have no emotional attachment to it. Um, like I said, we, we don't look at it as a... Um, we don't look at it as a place that we live. We look at it as kind of how do we fix it for it to be a better place for you. Um, so having that kind of third party opinion 
in general kind of helps. Like I said, the health is so important because if you if you don't look out for yourself, you're gonna run yourself into a grave real early. Yep. Just like clients are looking at you to kind of redesign their living space and their living situation. It's when you're your own business owner, you have to kind of look at yourself introspectively. If you need to redesign something about your life, you know, you got to you got to prioritize that. And, you know, again, you look great. In case you guys are wondering who Jason Pice partnered with, uh, he partnered with the folks at Functionized Integrative Therapeutics, our friends, Dr. Mike Brandon and Dr. Jim Getz, oh, those folks over there, both who have been on Always Friday in the past. So you guys want to go back in the archives, listen to those shows, definitely check them out. Some pearls of wisdom there as well. Jason, awesome having you on the show today. Before we let you go for the day, we are going to revisit my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, Jason, much like myself, very into the secret agent man type of characters. So his favorite movie character is none other than Austin Powers. So Austin Powers, in case you guys forgot, world-class playboy, part-time secret agent from the 60s, merges after 30 years being frozen to battle with his nemesis, Dr. Evil. And uh, you, you look phenomenal as, as Austin Powers, I got to say. I, 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 I was hoping you'd go with the Dr. Evil with the bald head. But <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to. I just liked Austin too much, especially with the uh, wow. with the chest hair picture. That, that I need to make that a profile picture. That that is a, a thirst trap right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in case you don't know, Jason, I like to join the guests on screen wherever I can. So uh, it's that's not a woman; it's a man, baby. So <laughs> there, there, there we are together. So your favorite movie is Dawn of the Dead, Beautiful Stranger Computer. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot to put in the description here. But, uh, you know, the, the folks, uh, you're talking about zombie apocalypse here, aren't we? Yep. Uh, I love zombie movies. They're, they're my go-to. Especially during the <laughs> beginning of COVID. I was watching, like, uh, uh, Contagion and all those bad movies. And I'm like, this is probably not healthy for me, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't seen this one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as into the zombie thing as everybody else is, but I, I like supernatural stuff. I like horror movies. I like superhero stuff. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, start emerging and seeing zombies out there. It kind of looks like my kids staring at their screens and staring at the, you know, everything. All, all I'm trying to get their attention for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I put that in the background, actually, as I work. It's not, it's not the greatest, but I, I enjoy horror movies. <laughs> So your favorite musical instrument, the artist you'd like to hear play, play it, actually sh shares a name uh, with your son, Max. You like the guitar and you like Max Bemis, the lead singer, primary composer, primary lyricist of the band Say Anything. Uh, also sings alongside Chris Conley in the supergroup Two Tongues. Uh, plays alongside his wife, Sherry Dupree Bemis, under the name Perma, which very much like you in the mom and pop design shop, playing playing some music alongside of your wife. You know, great great stuff here. Did, did, you, did you get Max's name from... Uh, uh, from this or no? Not not quite. I've always wanted Max as a name, uh, like as a kid. I love the name Maximus. It just sounds like so powerful. Just like Maximus Peist. It's like just a very like German, like extreme name. Yeah. And like I said, I, when we wanted, I went with Maxim. Uh, it was just a happy coincidence that my favorite uh, band and singer it's also uh, named Maxim. So it's cool. I was having trouble getting your your face onto Max Bemis's body, but you know, if you look at the pictures in the right light, you kind of look like him anyway. Yeah, so. so. <laughs> you ever play a musical instrument or no? Nah, uh, with my auditory processing disorder, I can't process music the same. Yeah, uh, I, hear I hear music a lot differently. So if I tried to play music, um, you wouldn't hear the actual notes. You'd hear what I hear. Um, so not not a not a good combination if you need to like 
playing music. So. And have you designed a concert hall yet, or is that uh, next on the list? Uh, it, it, only in college. That was our, one of like the popular things. Design this big thing that you don't know how to design and <laughs> make it pretty and come up with a concept. School is a lot different than uh, practice, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> if you guys need to get in touch with Jason Peist, I have his con- contact information right on the col- cover of his coloring book here, so you guys could definitely get in touch with him. Or if you want to text me, t- text SMB guy SMBGUI to 21000, you'll get my contact information. You'll get my digital business card that shows me goofing around on the show here. Jason, once again, thank you so much for joining us here today. Pleasure to have you on. And uh, next next week, everybody, we might actually have my first repeat visitor. Next week will be show 52. I've been doing this for just over a year now, but I haven't had a repeat visitor yet. So we might actually have our, our first returning guest. So I'll keep you guys in suspense for that. Until then, thank you once again for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gained some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week, 11 a.m. Eastern time, right after Tommy DeMisa on Philanthropy in Focus and right before Jeremiah Fox on the Entrepreneurial Web. See you then, everybody. Have a great weekend. or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway.
Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 